Hello, you're listening to Radio Maria England, and this is Father Toby with your word for today as we keep the memorial of St. Josephine Bakita. And I want to begin today with the Gospel from Mark chapter 7. Jesus called the people to him and said, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that goes into a man from outside can make him unclean. It is the things that come out of a man that make him unclean. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen to this. When he had gone back into the house away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, Do you not understand either? Can you not see that whatever goes into a man from outside cannot make him unclean? Because it does not go into his heart, but through his stomach and passes out into the sewer. Thus he pronounced all foods clean. And he went on, It is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. For it is from within, from men's hearts, that evil intentions emerge. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, malice, deceit, indecency, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within and make a man unclean. The Google Doodle today celebrates Mama Cax as part of its series for Black History Month. She was one of the first, if not the first, mainstream model to have a prosthetic limb. When I hear about Black History Month, I'm always minded of Morgan Freeman's observations about it. Asked what he thought about it on an interview for 60 Minutes, he said, You're going to relegate my history to a month? What do you do with yours? Which month is yours? The questioner gets awkward and replies, Well, I'm Jewish. Freeman says, Do you want a month? The questioner says, No. And Freeman says, Well, neither do I. His observations in the interview on the scourge of racism with Mike Wallace are well worth listening to. But if I was black, and even if I liked the idea of a month celebrating black history, I think I'd take issue with them picking February, the shortest month. But that aside, if you wanted another candidate for the Google Doodle for Black History Month, you'd struggle to find many more inspiring candidates than the saint whose memory we keep today. She could be the patron saint of many things, of hope, of forgiveness, as well as those of which she is a patron, namely enslaved peoples, traffic peoples, and of South Sudan. Her life is one of extraordinary strength in the face of suffering, and of heroic forgiveness in the face of the cruelty of others. She was actually born into a comfortable background, she was the niece of the chief of her village, but was kidnapped by slave traders in 1877 when she was a young child, only seven or eight years old. She was traumatized, mistreated, and sold many times. On one occasion, she was beaten so badly that she was unable to get out of bed for a month. After being sold to the family of a Turkish general, Josephine was tortured with 114 intricate cuts by a razor blade that her abusive mistress filled with salt, leaving permanent scarring across her body. Eventually, she was enslaved by an Italian vice-consul who took her to Italy, where she was a caregiver for his daughter. And there she met the Canossian sisters in Venice and encountered Christianity. 
Through these religious sisters, she was able to discover her identity as a child of God for the first time. And when pressed to return to Sudan with the vice consul's family, she refused outright. A legal battle ensued and the Italian courts ruled that Josephine Bakita was a free woman in the eyes of the law. She gave her life to Jesus, becoming a Canossian sister herself and serving the church with all her heart until her death. During her enslavement, St. Josephine Bakita endured horrific abuse that most of us would find difficult even to imagine, and that she offered forgiveness to her abusers is in some ways outside of the imaginative capacity of many of us. She once said she would kiss the hands of those who had kidnapped and tortured her, because during her enslavement she was introduced to Christianity and the Knossian order. If you want an example of configuring yourself to Christ crucified, to sharing in his words of forgiveness from the cross, we have pretty astonishing examples this week with St. Paul Miki and St. Josephine in their different ways. Like many, for me, it's always been her strength and her incredible grace that stood out. But the late great Pope Benedict XVI, as was so often the way, saw deeper. Well, at least he saw deeper than me. And in this heroic woman, he saw a great example of the virtue of hope. And he tells her story in his beautiful encyclical Space Alvi. He writes, To come to know God, the true God, means to receive hope. And having told Josephine's stories, he explained that she had come to realize that God even knew her, that he had created her, that he actually loved her. She was known and loved and she was awaited. Now she had hope, not no longer simply the modest hope of finding masters who would be less cruel, but the great hope. I am definitely loved and whatever happens to me, I am awaited by this love, and so my life is good. Through the knowledge of this hope she was redeemed, no longer a slave, but a free child of God. Sometimes we think of hope as something sort of passive or as something which I either have or I don't. But hope is transformative. Hope transforms the way that we live. And so it is that, some, that Pope Benedict uh, wrote that the one who has hope lives differently. Please God, we will share in that same hope that St. Josephine Bakita recognized, the hope of the children of God, and we too will live differently. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity there will be a day
Stand beside the heroes of the. 